Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the Internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There Are No Girls on the Internet is doing a live show at Caveat in New York City on Friday, May 28th. You can also attend virtually from wherever you're at in the world. We'll have super cool guests, a meet and greet, and a lot more. Go to tangoti.com slash live to get tickets. That's T-A-N-G-O-T-I dot com slash live. And I cannot wait to see you there. Dana Scully served as their role model. And when we asked them why, it was because she was uh, in control of her destiny. She didn't have to be saved. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. 
So I was obsessed with the TV show The X-Files growing up, specifically because one Dr. Dana Scully. Now, I know that woman scientist is kind of a television genre now, with shows like Bones and CSI. But back when I was growing up, Dana Scully was one of the only successful, capable women in STEM on television that I had. Before Scully, a scientist on TV was usually a loner white dude in a lab coat. And this critical lack of representation kept women and girls like me from being able to see ourselves meaningly reflected in STEM fields. According to the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media, yep, spearheaded by that Gina Davis, this portrayal reinforces the belief that science is a male pursuit, one that is held by many children, adolescents, and adults. Children start implicitly pairing men and math as early as age seven, a bias that continues into adulthood. The Davis Institute researches gender representation in media and advocates for the equal representation of women. Their researchers looked at the impact that Dana Scully had on women and girls in STEM and the importance of representation in media. I have the privilege of serving as the president and CEO of the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media. So how did an actor like Gina Davis, the woman behind iconic performances in films like A League of Their Own, come to start an institute dedicated to equity in media? Well, it actually came out of her experience as being a mom. Like any mom, she was watching content with her actual daughter at the time, who was a toddler, and she was struck by the disparity and lack of female presence, fictional presence, in the content that she was showing her daughter. And like any mom, you turn to your friend, you're like, hey, did you notice in such and such show or movie, there just wasn't a lot of female characters? And her friends would say, no, we didn't really notice that. And then she'd ask the same question when she would meet with producers or other creators for potential acting work. And they would say, no, no, we had this character, we had that character, and they were naming wonderful female characters, but they were, it was one. And she thought, my goodness, in the 21st century, women and girls are 50 something percent, 51% of the population, and they're not being reflected in popular content. And the concern came because of the messaging. What's the message? that not only my daughter, but my two young sons are getting about where women and girls fit and their importance. Are we saying that they don't share the sandbox? Are we saying that they're not as important? And that's what gave her the uh, the drive to say, I, I need to get the research. I want to know if I'm correct. You know, am I truly seeing this gap? Um, and this disparity. And so if you hear Gina talk, she'll say, I didn't mean to start a whole institute. <laughs> but once she gets started, uh, she tends to become very laser focused, like with her archery and many other things that she does. And that's how the Institute came about. So it came about, you know, from her being a mom and concerned about you know, what kind of bias is her daughter going to grow up with? You know, her sons, et cetera. Uh, and that's, that's, that's how it got started. Yeah, I'm so glad that you talked about how it's important, not just for young women and girls, but also for boys, for people of any gender to understand that, you know, 
yes, women and girls are are self-actualized, self-actualized. We have, you know, roles in society and we're in the workplace. Like it's not just important for women and girls, it is important for us, but also for everybody to see the ways that women and girls should be integrated in society and see a, a diverse, you know, array of what that actually looks like. Yeah. So for example, if you grow up seeing, say, a media landscape that is full of many diverse people. I'm not just saying boys, girls, any type, people with disabilities, LGBTQIA. If that's normalized in what you see in the fictional world, then it transfers into your real life when you're at school, maybe when you're playing sports, maybe your first job, you would expect to see that flavor, those colors of the rainbows reflected in an environment because that's all you've ever seen. That's what you've known. Now, we know that's not exactly the real world, but it normalizes it. Media is playing as important of a role in influencing their societal beliefs as much as church, sports, sleeping, you know, all of those other activities. So you can't ignore it and say, oh, it's just a make-believe. No, 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 no. What plays out, you know, on screen can also transfer to real life and could be in a wonderful way, in a really positive way. Now, representation is not the end-all be-all, but we do know that it matters because everyone deserves to see themselves reflected in the stories that we consume. And to that end, the Davis Institute uses technology to put some data behind who gets treated like a full main character and who has to be satisfied with just seeing themselves reflected as a side character in someone else's story. One of my on-screen idols, uh, Miss Dana Scully, you put out your organization put out a report about the Scully effect, which I definitely want to talk about. Uh, but I have to ask, you know, you mentioned how, folk, you know, a diverse array of folks can have a diverse array of different kinds of jobs. You know, applying that to you personally, you have had this incredible career that has spanned over so many fields, philanthropy, you're an Emmy-nominated entertainment professional. Uh, you used to run the Hallmark Channel, which I have to tell you is where I get the bulk of my holiday programming. Love the holiday movies. How did you personally get plugged into this work at the Institute? I was on a journey, uh, like I think we all are. And I'm the first person to go to college in my immediate family. I come from, you know, generations of of immigrants like many other people. And so there wasn't a pathway or a pipeline pre-provided for me. And so going to college, which we could debate the value of that, that that's another podcast. You know, at that time, um, going to college was a really big deal and also trying to find your way. And this is a secret about me. Now you're really going to think I'm very strange and I'm sure all your listeners are, but how do you get information about people? And this is like pre, you know, pre iOS universe. <laughs> I would read the obituaries. And as much as I know, there's been a lot of argument about how the obituaries have not favored women, but I was constantly looking for unsung heroines. Were there people out there doing things that could help guide me or give me ideas? And I read about so many great women who invented things and people like you just would never hear about. Now, of course, you would know who they are. 
And I was a um, executive groupie. So I would just latch on and look at great men and women who were doing interesting things in their careers. And I would look at what was the path that they took because I didn't have anyone leading me. Um, I didn't have anyone, you know, mentoring me. Um, so, so with that, how do you get experience? And, uh, uh, a dear family friend loved dating very high powered women. God bless him. He's still alive. Thank you, Frank. And I wound up doing a lot of internships with a lot of his high powered girlfriends. That's how I got my gigs. Um, and so I started interning from the time I was 17 all the way until I graduated college at 21, where I wound up landing a full-time job at, at ABC because of all the internships that I've done. That's kind of how it started for me. Wow. I'm so glad to hear all the different places your professional journey took you. And I'm even more happy that you landed somewhere that is really changing, I think, our understanding of the role that, that media can play and how important representation is for the kind of world that we want to live in. You know, some of the tools that the Davis Institute puts out are so incredible. You know, things like the inclusion quotient that uses machine learning to analyze who speaks the most in different types of media or Sabel Check for Bias that uses the Institute's human expert coding to determine the representation of six identities, gender, race and ethnicity, LGBTQIA+, disability, um, body type representation, age representation. I guess my question is, how, how are, first of all, I just want to shout out the depths to which the Institute is like really putting, doing in this work in a granular way. And then also, I guess my question is, how are all of these tools and studies being used to create a more equitable media landscape? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I can't take credit at all for the depth of wanting to see not only how many female characters may be on screen, but what is their sense of agency that came from Gina. So one of the things that she always wanted to know is, okay, great. I can count on one hand how many female characters there are, but are they being seen and heard with the same weight as their male counterparts? And that data point was not humanly possible. And it wasn't until we received a lovely technology grant from google.org back in 2013, and we found true partners uh, in USC Viterbi School of Engineering led by Dr. Sri Narayan to come together. And Gina said, I want to know the screen and speaking time. And, and this is really funny. And if you ever have a chance to meet Sri and his team of engineers, Gina and I sat with them and said, we want a thingamajiggy. <laughs> and now you've got the most brainiac, brilliant scientists, engineers. And they looked at us like, what? Um, yeah, we want a thingy. We want the thingy to extract screen. And they built it, right? They did it. Um, and what we found is uh, that even if it was a top of the call sheet, right? So you had a female lead, a male lead, that the female characters were on screen and speaking a third of the time less. Wow. Even though they had the same weight say, in terms of a, of a call sheet. And that was not possible until we had the GDIQ, the inclusion quotient, uh, which uses, as you mentioned, machine learning plus human expert coders to do the other things. Because as you mentioned, 
we look at intersectionality. And for us, intersectionality, uh, which Kimberly Crenshaw, thank you, Kimberly, uh, beautifully coined at Columbia. But in our world, we look at the intersection between gender, race, ethnicity, LGBTQIA, disabilities, age 50 plus, and body type. So our intersectionality is a little bit different than the traditional full-on definition, um, but that's you know what we we look at you know that intersection. The tools that the Davis Institute builds and champions opens up the door for media makers to make their stories more inclusive and better represent a diversity of identities. It's been used as an auditing tool for people to measure where are we. Where do we need to go? How are we doing? It's, it would be complicated uh, for us, and it can be used in a live production kind of way. So it's been used as an auditing tool by many leading brands and entertainment entities. What we, once we socialized that, we thought, well, what could really be an intervention? And that's where we turned back to our partners at USC who had had this patented text tool IP. And we said, we want a different thingy. Um, And essentially the combination of their text tool IP and our human expert coders were able to look at words. And so think about it, you know, you're writing a script for something and for the people that are being charged with looking at cultural equity in content, and then having to have a discussion about it with the people who are actually producing and making and crafting the content, uh, this is a way for them to come together around a data-driven conversation versus a theory or opinion. And essentially, it's very pragmatic in that we look at who is speaking, who is contributing dialogue, and it's just who is showing up, how are they showing up? Are they being described? And for many of your listeners who may have gone to film school or, you know, screenwriting 101, you don't describe all your characters, which is could which could be great. So the banker, you know, the coach, the et cetera, they have dialogue, but they may not be described. Well, that could be an opportunity to have a discussion, to say, mm-hmm. okay, it's the 21st century. What could who could the coach be? Who could the banker be? And how could that be an opportunity to infuse more uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in a piece of content that doesn't disrupt the story? Mm-hmm. It's not changing the authentic truth of, of what the storyteller, the story they were telling. And so that's where Spellcheck for Bias is being used to help foster that conversation and also kind of flag some things. You know, especially sensitivities around sexism and racism, and there's some things that we can flag. We're all we're all looking to be better allies. We're all paying very close attention to how things land when you say something, right? And this is a way to help do that. Let's take a quick break. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. 
We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. And we're back. The X-Files first premiered on September 10th, 1993. Introducing the world to Dr. Dana Scully, a medical doctor working as a special agent for the FBI alongside her partner, Fox Mulder. I also had pretty big crushes on both of them growing up, but that's a podcast for another day. Together, they investigate the X-Files, unsolved FBI cases caused by unexplained phenomena. 
Whereas Mulder is the wild card open to the possibility of the paranormal, Gully is capable, efficient, and deeply skeptical. But you also get to see a lot of who she is and what makes her her. She's a really complex character. For instance, her Catholic faith presents an interesting departure from her usual skeptical nature. Now, I watched Dana Scully on X-Files every week growing up, and she was one of the first women that I saw in STEM regularly. And she gave me a way to imagine myself one day working in technology too. And it turns out I was not alone. The Davis Institute published a report on what they're calling the Scully effect. The idea that Dana Scully inspired a generation of women and girls to go into STEM fields because they finally saw themselves represented. Now, it had long been assumed that Scully had this big impact on women and girls. But before the Davis Institute, there had been no formal study confirming it. So here's what they found. Women who are medium and heavy watchers of the X-Files hold more positive views of STEM than non or light watchers, and that nearly two-thirds, or 63%, of women who are familiar with Dana Scully say that she increased their beliefs in the importance of STEM, and that among women who are familiar with Scully's character, half of them report that Scully increased their interest in STEM. So while Dana Scully was getting to the bottom of all that paranormal activity, she was also inspiring a generation of women and girls to be interested in the sciences. And thanks to the Davis Institute, well, that truth is out there. I love how you really highlight that you're able to get some data around it because I think like you don't know what you don't know. And so you can't even start to understand or tackle the problem if you really don't have the information of the scope. And, and I guess that's such a good segue into the the study on the Scully effect, because I think for a long time, it had been just sort of assumed that uh, Dana Scully, this amazing character on the X-Files, who was a huge part of my upbringing and development as a young person, and I guess still is today. Uh, but there was this assumption that certainly a, a generation of women and girls saw this dynamic, successful, capable woman um, in STEM and that she probably had an impact on encouraging women and girls to see themselves in these fields and then actually go into these fields. But people didn't know. I think it was really based on this this assumption one can reasonably assume. And so I guess my, my question would be, why was it important for the Institute to really put some research into confirming that, yes, this Scully effect did actually make an impact? What was wonderful for us is that uh, Fox approached us because the X-Files was on the air in 2013. I think it was going off. Then it went off the air. Then it was coming back. And I think it was um, going to go off on the air. So it was on for, what, over a decade or so on and off. And they said, you know, we know anecdotally that there's this hashtag Scully effect. And we want to prove it out. Would you partner with us and help us prove that theory out? And so what we did is we surveyed thousands of women and girls that would have been able to watch the show. And we asked them a series of questions. And what we found out from that is, so among the women who said they were familiar with the show, 91% said that she was a role model. And the other one, which gets at what you were saying, 63% of them said that they work in STEM because Dana Scully served as their role model. And when we asked them why, it was because she was uh, in control of her destiny. She didn't have to be saved. She used logic you know, and science to make decisions. And she countered 
a lot of stereotypes for female characters, you know, at that time. And so it was a, a, a almost a direct correlation. Um, and, and it was exciting, you know, for us because normally we wouldn't conduct a study on somebody else's IP um, and make that a case history unless it was something they wanted to partner, you know, with us. So we were thrilled to have a chance uh, to work with them on that and to use that as as evidence. You know, it's definitely evidence. Yeah, it's and it, and it really goes back to this idea of if you can see it, you can be it, and, and the importance of that representation. And I know to it might it might be harder for younger folks to really understand, but. I was watching The X-Files when it when it first premiered. I was a big fan. I had a, a poster in my locker that said the truth is out there. Uh, so I was hugely, hugely involved, like heavily, heavily a fan. And, you know, the show premiered in 1993. That's cool. I, yeah. And my, my producer and I, right before you and I started talking, we were trying to name another show that was on, or a movie that was on the air that, that involved a woman who was a scientist or involved in STEM. And the only thing I could think was the Sandra Bullock movie, um, Love Potion number nine. She plays a biochemist, but it's kind of, it's kind of like a romantic comedy. It's not, it's certainly her job as a biochemist is not the big part of the movie. And, you know, today we have so many different women, like if you watch Bones or like SVU, women who are in technical fields and in STEM, but back then, they're just really like like we struggled to come up with another woman scientist on on a film or in a television show other than Dana Scully back in the nineties. I, I really could not I, I could not think of any. It's it, so it was a, a a new thing, right? Well, maybe we could make a case for the amazing groundbreaking Michelle Nichols. She was on Star Trek. So yes, you can assume that if she was flying around <laughs> out there in the universe, she had to have some kind of STEM degree, right? Yes, right? that's a that's a good that's a good call. And and God bless her, and and we're so thrilled with everything that she contributed to breaking stereotypes. But I we could say that she was maybe the you know the first scientist because she was in space. That's true. Shout out to shout out to her. We love her. Um, I guess you know. Were were you surprised to see how big of an impact the Scully effect actually had for a generation of women and girls to see themselves reflected in STEM? Like I find the results to be not surprising, but just really kind of affirming that she did have this this great role in people being able to see themselves in her. Not at all, because we've seen other examples of that. So. Another example of that, totally different, is when Gina got to play the first ever president, female president on TV. I think her show was on 19 times, and uh, the Linda Linda Thaler Kaplan Group did a study on uh, audiences' views on the potential of a female president. And what they found is I think 58% of the adults that were familiar with the show would consider a female um, candidate. And this is going back to like 2004, et cetera. And you think about the show was only on, you know, 19 something times to have that kind of, you know, imprint. And, and then 
Another great example is, uh, you know, Gina uh, uh, went out for the Olympics in archeries. She uh, was in the trials and qualified for the trials. And a few years ago, her coach said, hey, girls participation in archery has just gone crazy. And so we did a survey and we worked with the National Association of Archery in America. And we found that there were two movies in 2012. What were those two movies? Hunger Games. And? What's the other one? Drumroll. Brave. Oh, of course. Of course. Those two movies came out in 2012 and girls' participation archery went up 104%. They saw it, they went out and got a boat. It was instantaneous. Wow. More after a quick break. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. 
Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Let's get right back into it. One of the questions I had, which is a complete like devil's advocate question because you don't need to convince me, but you know, when you when you see these people who were like, it's just entertainment, you know, it's just movies, it's just TV, doesn't really make a difference. What do you what do you say to that? Like, what's your response to that? Because I, I have to imagine there has to be people out there who think, isn't there something else that you should spend your time studying or analyzing or working on? Who cares about the television that we consume or the media that we watch? What do you say to that? Well, let me give you another example and let me tell you another story. Um, we had the privilege of working with um, it was J. Walter Thompson at the time. Uh, and we did a survey of 4,300 women in nine countries. And we asked them how they were positively influenced by a make-believe fictional character. And uh, as high as one in four said that seeing a positive female role model gave them the courage to leave an abusive relationship. Wow. That's real. Wow. Yes. I mean, that's like saving someone's life. Like media has the power to do that. Exactly. So yes, it's make-believe, but what happens in the Maple Leaf world can play out, hopefully positively, in the real world and change lives. Oh, it, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I don't know that I would be hosting a tech podcast if not for Dana Scully. You know, I, I think that there was not. We just didn't have stories like that where you know her partner was the one who was the the. the the out there person. She was the one who was like cool, calm, collected, didn't need to be saved, was very capable. And I really liked that she was, you know, still, she still, you knew that she had a life outside of work and you, you, you got to understand her as a full dimensional woman who did this work. I think, you know, if you were, a, you know, in the study, you talk about how like the perception of a scientist was uh, an awkward man in a white lab coat. Dana Scully wasn't awkward. She did wear a lab coat, but she certainly was not awkward. She really, they really depicted her in this loving way. And you really got to understand her as a, a full person. And I think, I, yeah, I just, I, I'll, I still remember the first time I watched the show and what an impression that made on me and thinking like, oh, maybe this could be a career for me one day. Maybe I could do something involved in technology or science or, or a STEM field. 
because she allowed me to really see it. And I'd never seen anything like that before. So certainly stories and media have been important to me hugely. Absolutely. So you talked about Gina Davis. I am just now learning that she is a Olympian level archer. Is she as cool as she seems in the movie A League of Their Own? Like that's the benchmark Gina Davis for me is like, she'll never be cooler than that movie. Is is she just the best? Well, what's what's amazing is this summer will be the 30th anniversary of A League of Their Own. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, we're looking to celebrate that. Plans to be shared. And, you know, she is sincere. She is dedicated. She rolls up her sleeves. There's a lot of celebrities that have charities and nonprofits and whatnot, but she really digs in. Uh, The Institute was born out of her vision, um, her desire to change, you know, the world and make it more equitable, particularly for, you know, women and girls all over the world. And um, she's she's a really big thinker. She's very creative, um, but she's very thoughtful, you know, and and kind and. and as you can tell, like on the mouth kind of thing. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she she's that cool and then some. I love it. Madeline, is there anything that I did not ask that you want to make sure gets included? Well, yeah. So we we welcome your audience to become members of the Institute. We do year-round programming. We have all kinds of great events where we launch our studies. Um, networking, follow us on social media at Gina Davis org. And we welcome uh, for anyone who's listening to get, get more involved. So there are no girls on the internet launched a new newsletter called dear internet, where I am taking your internet questions and conundrums. You can subscribe for free at tangoni.com slash newsletter to read my full advice and submit your own questions. You might even hear yours on the show. So I wanted to read one of the letters that we got from a listener that we're calling Joe. Dear Internet, I have dealt with depression on and off for most of my life. And since the pandemic, my issues have only gotten more pronounced. I experienced a particularly low period where if I was able to get out of bed and dressed, it was a good day. When I feel like this, my default is to cut off almost everyone and everything from the outside world. Thanks to a good therapist and new medication, that period of my life is thankfully behind me for now. But now that I'm reconnecting with the world, I'm struggling to deal with email inbox that is full of unanswered emails, some of which are, or at least were, time sensitive. The idea of tackling this inbox fills me with dread. It feels really embarrassing and almost rude to reply to an email after several months. These feelings of shame and guilt make it difficult to move forward on cleaning out my inbox. What's the cutoff for responding to an email late? Are there instances where a reply can come so late that it's better to not reply at all? And do I need to explain to people why my response is so overdue? So if you want to read my full response, subscribe to our newsletter. But yeah, I really wanted to start with this letter because, oh boy, can I relate. And I feel like a lot of us, especially since the pandemic, can probably relate to this feeling of 
dread and ickiness that comes with having to dig out an inbox. There's actually a recent episode of one of my favorite ever podcasts, You're Wrong About, about how email got to be so awful and annoying. Uh, Spoiler alert, it has a lot to do with the rise of Gmail as our email platform and tech companies like Google kind of thinking that everyone wants to enjoy the pressures and expectations to respond to emails right away, no matter what time it is that people who work at tech companies have to deal with. So that icky feeling that comes with your email inbox is actually kind of by design. So thank you, Google. (laughs) Uh, You know, I also deal with mental health issues. In my case, I have generalized anxiety disorder. And my anxiety can really manifest itself into feeling panicky around email in my inbox. And it leads to things like me ignoring emails and really letting them pile up or spending an hour overthinking an email response that just says, sounds good, thanks. You know, I'll spend an hour writing that and thinking about all the ways that it can go wrong, most of which are just kind of in my head. But, you know, I'm also a busy creative professional. I make a podcast and I do other things. And so I can't let my email get too out of control. And so I actually take really clear steps to handle this in my own life. I have someone who handles my inbox because I know that I just cannot be trusted and really should not be trusted with my own email. And I'm really curious, what is your personal relationship with email? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Are you someone who feels the need to get to inbox zero? Are you somebody like me who, when other people look at your inbox, they kind of cower in disgust at how many unread emails you have? What does it look like? I really want to know, so subscribe to our newsletter at tangoli.com slash newsletter and let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangoli.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangoli.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com slash RTP. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.